Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and it's Labor Day weekend. We are getting close to the end of the regular season. Summer is over this weekend. We're in September, and we've got just over a month left of regular season baseball the division races are as hot as they've been all season. The wild card races are very intense. Players moving around all over the place, placed on waivers, ended up on new teams for the postseason. It is a very exciting time. Even though we've only got a month left in the season, it's still a very exciting time in the baseball world right now. Wouldn't you agree, Trey? Yeah. I mean, we're about to have the postseason push. So uh, I'm always excited about that. It is a it is going to be a uh, a fun last month of the season as we mentioned a lot of teams vying for the postseason the division races uh just about as exciting as they've been all season across all of the divisions really there's a couple that are kind of put away but uh, a lot of these division races are going to be very exciting as we wrap up the end of the season and the wild card races are going to be very interesting to watch as well and some teams are going to have new players as they go into this final month of the season and make that push. For the postseason, because this was the uh, this week was the deadline to add a player on waivers and have them be eligible for the postseason. So there's been a lot of players throughout the league that have been on the move. And Trey, you texted me on uh, on Tuesday that the Angels were placing starting pitchers Lucas Giolito, uh, relief pitchers Matt Moore and Renato Lopez, outfielders Hunter Renfro and Randall Gritchuk, all of those players on waivers. Uh, by the Angels. A lot of those players are guys that they brought in at the trade deadline when they said they were going to go all in and try to win, and that's why they didn't trade away Shohei Otani. And now they're putting them all on waivers, and they're not going to get anything back in return for them. It's just a salary dump. It's literally just so they don't have to pay their salary anymore. They get nothing back in return. So um, first of all, as, as we break this down, before we get to where these guys ended up and which teams they could be on, if they make the postseason, let, let's just talk about the Angels and how poorly run of an organization this is right now because you have the best player in baseball. You know he's likely, very, very likely not coming back in free agency. So you could trade him and get a ton of prospects in return. Build up your team for the future. Around decide- one of the top three players in baseball. Exactly. You have another top player in baseball still locked up for the foreseeable future but instead they decide to keep Shohei Otani at the deadline meaning that if he leaves in free agency they get nothing in return they bring in multiple players at the deadline to try to help them make a playoff push and then Otani has his UCL injury and they haven't been playing well and now they just place all these players on waivers so they literally get nothing they're not going to the playoffs they don't get anything in return for Otani and they get nothing in return for all these players that they just traded for a month ago. Very, very poorly run organization. Yeah. I I mean the Yankees did it too, but I one I was not shocked, one I was happy about, and one I, I didn't even know that happened until he got claimed today. Um 
But yeah, I don't get it. Like, they weren't going to make the playoffs, so it was a salary dump. I mean, I think this brings in the question do you trade both of them this offseason? Or, you well, I mean, you, trade they can't trade Otani. Can't trade Otani. That was a brain fart, but do you trade Trout as well? Maybe just start completely over. I think the Phillies need a center fielder. I mean, if he ended up in Philadelphia, that Which, would that would be crazy. If people don't know, he's a big Eagles fan. He's from Medford, New Jersey, which is very near Philadelphia. So it would make sense. It would make yeah. sense for him to you know go to his hometown team. Uh, they could use a center fielder, and they that would really really put them as one of the top teams in the National League. So that would be a huge if he ended up in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you got to consider it because if you're the angels, nothing you're doing is working. They signed trout to that huge deal a couple of years ago. He's like, he's going to end his career as an angel, unless they trade him at some point. And so I, I think you have to consider trading him because it, it, you're like, it, they've tried building their team around him and it hasn't worked. Nothing has worked. And I just don't think that anything is going to work as as long as they keep doing what they're doing. And I like the Angels. I can root for the Angels. They're a fun team to root for, mostly because of Mike Trout and for the past couple of years because of Shohei Otani. But it's just it's the the management and the executives at this organization that bring it down. Uh, so when we're bashing the Angels, you know, we're bashing the the executives. I love the players. I like the team. I can root for them. But it's just a poorly run organization. And I feel bad for Mike Trout because he's a generational player. And I like the, you know, I like the loyalty of him wanting to stay with the team that drafted him, the team that he came up with, and stay with one team for his whole career. But he's also he's got to get back to the postseason. He's only been in the playoffs once in his entire career. Yeah, it feels like it's um it's it feels like, you know, it could be the you know, maybe the greatest sports career race wasted. You know, yeah. if if this ends up being the way it is, so uh, it I could don't be. Know. It could be. Uh, so to sum all that up, the Angels are just, they just don't know what they're doing. They placed a bunch of players on waivers. They're not getting anything back for them. They're just freeing up salary. A bunch of other players were placed on waivers throughout Major League Baseball as well, including Harrison Bader from the Yankees. Um, and now some of them have been claimed by new teams, uh, Harrison Bader and Hunter Renfro claimed by the Reds, Lucas Giolito, Reynaldo Lopez, and Matt Moore all claimed by the Guardians and Dominic Leone, uh, was claimed by the Mariners. So a lot of players end up in new cities as we get into the postseason push. The Mariners currently tied for first place in the AL West. And the Garden Guardians and the Reds are vying for wild card spots. So obviously bringing in starting pitchers or relief pitchers or, you know, position players, it's going to be big for them as they make this push over the last season to try to get to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I didn't understand the uh, Harrison Bader move. I understood the Josh Donaldson move because he sucks. <laughs> he he should have been cut a lot sooner like it was with Aaron Hicks. But that's your maybe your best defensive player, um, outside of maybe Volpe, who's your you know obviously they are they did call up Jason Dominguez, which if you go see my Twitter, I was very excited about who is their number one prospect, and it, it makes sense to why they called him up, 
and I, I per you know I I get it. I get why they called him up, and you know if you're a team that's not going to make the playoffs, call up your prospects and see what you got. Like I'm actually ex- like like what the Yankees are doing because I give it up on the playoffs, but. Does that mean you really have to cut Harrison Bader to make this happen? I mean, I I just didn't get the, I didn't get the move uh, personally. Yeah, it's uh it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, Josh Donaldson, we uh, glossed over him, but he was also cut by the Yankees, and I don't think anyone picked him up. So uh, yeah, I'm not sure where he'll end. Up. I I don't think he's gonna. I would not be shocked if he doesn't play baseball again. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been good the past couple of years. Um, so that, that move did make sense. But yeah, I agree with you. The Harrison Bader one, I was a little surprised by that. Also, I don't, I don't know what what the rationale was behind that. But those are all the players that have been placed on waivers and the players that have been claimed. Uh, Randall Gritchick placed on waivers was not claimed. So we'll see where he ends up uh, going forward. As we mentioned, the Seattle Mariners are tied for first place in the American League West right now. That's one of the divisions that is very exciting to watch, going to be very exciting to watch as we get into the next month of the season. They're tied for first place with the Houston Astros. The Rangers, who have been on top of that division all season long, are currently uh, behind both teams, just one game back. So it's a very tight race. But this division is going to be really, really fun going forward over the next month. Yeah. Uh, your Mariners pick, man, it's it's aging like fine wine. It it soiled to start the year, <laughs> but they're coming on strong. So, uh, yeah, I uh, I have to give you credit there, my my com- compatriot. Uh, but yeah, so I I think this is exciting. Um, you know, the Mariners, the Rangers, and and the Astros are all teams I could see making you know, winning in the American league, making it to the world series. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. Um, I, I, I like the Mariners, you know, I've been liking them for the past couple of years. They have Julio Rodriguez. Uh, they got a bunch of fun players, a fun team. Luis Castillo has been really, really good for them this year. In fact, I even saw a comparison uh, on Twitter earlier this week of him and Garrett Cole as the Cy Young front runners, and it's pretty close. Uh, I think your guy might have it, but it's it's close. Sonny uh, Gray might had... win it too. Sonny Gray leads the American League in ERA, which former Yankees pitcher Sonny Gray winning the American League Cy Young this year would be something. That would, certainly would. Uh, but yeah, the Mariners have been a really fun team for the past couple of years. I like watching them, um, and it, it's just the way that they play and the way that their fans rally behind them because they haven't been good in so long. And uh, over the past couple of years, they've, you know, I think it was two years ago, they finished like a game short of making the playoffs. And then last year they finally made the playoffs uh, and did their like 20 year playoff drought. And now they're tied for first place. So another good season by the Mariners. Uh, They just set a record. I think it was their 21st win in the month of August. And that was the most wins they've ever had in any calendar month, which surprised me a little bit because the Mariners do have the all time record for most wins in a season with 116 back in 2001. But I looked and the most games they, they won in one month that season was 20. So uh, Mm -hmm. they've won 21 games this month. So new record for them, but yeah, they've been playing really, really well recently. And that division is uh, probably the most exciting to watch 
as we wind down the regular season. You also got the AL East, the Baltimore Orioles and Tampa Bay Rays separated by just a game and a half. Uh, the Orioles still on top, so that's going to be a fun division to watch as things wind down. In the National League, the East and the West are pretty much decided. The Braves have a 13-and-a-half game lead over the Phillies. The Dodgers have a 14-and-a-half game lead over the Giants. But then you go to the Central, and the Cubs are only three games back of the Brewers. And you know, where did the Cubs come from? I know they've been fighting for a little bit, but I didn't realize they were, you know, they're in a wild card spot right now, and they're very close behind the Brewers for the division lead. Yeah, I mean, the Cubs got hot post the All-Star break. Remember when they were supposed to be sellers, and they've kind of just played good baseball down the stretch, so had to give them credit there. Um, yeah, I, I'm not shocked. I I don't have much faith in e- either Central Division, to be fair, but uh, I, I personally think, yeah, Chicago could, could at least – I think Chicago could win the Central um, at this point, um, but, you know, credit, credit to them, credit – three games back in the central, as you mentioned in the wild card spot, um, they played just good baseball. I mean, just, you know, good, consistent baseball. And they're doing this all without Marcus Stroman too, who the first half of the season was, you know, was a Cy Young caliber pitcher and he's been out injured the, the last oh, half of the season. I have an update on Donaldson, by the way, Brewers Not signed right. to a minor league deal. The Brewers. Yes. Minor league deal. Wow. All right. That's an uh, interesting move. I wonder how that one's going to shake out. Uh, as we look at the wild card races, the American League wild card race is, uh, you know, there are some teams hanging in there. Right now it's Tampa Bay, Houston, and Texas are the three wild card teams. Then you got Toronto that's two and a half games back. And then you got the Red Sox, they're six and a half games back. So uh, I don't really see, um, I don't see the, the Red Sox making a run at it. You know, theoretically they still could, but. I don't see them making up that ground over the next month. Toronto, though, you know, they've been a good team this year. It would be nice to see them in the playoffs, but that means that one of those teams out of Tampa, Houston, and Texas is going to not make the playoffs, and I don't see any of them falling that far. So I don't. I, I think that the three teams that are in it right now, I think that's probably the way it's going to end up. So, yeah, I think the American League playoffs, the way it is, like, as if it started today, is actually going to stay exactly the way it starts today. Maybe a different West winner, maybe the Rangers, Astros jump each other, but I think the same teams stay in. As for the National League, I like the moves the Reds made. I, I think the Reds will get the last wild card spot. Yeah, the National League, is a, that that's the exciting one. Yeah. yeah, it's tight for that last spot. You got the Phillies, Cubs, and the Giants are the three wild card teams right now. The Diamondbacks are a half a game out. The Reds are a game out. And then you got the Marlins. They're only three games out. So the, I think those three teams could all do it. I don't think the Marlins are going to. And like you said, the Reds made some good moves today, uh, adding players off of waivers so that they will be postseason eligible. I, yeah, I like those moves. I think they could, uh, I think they can make a run for it. Diamondbacks are just kind of hanging in there. They were really good early on in the season. I mean, they were in first place in the NL West for a while. Uh, and then we got deeper into the season, saw who teams really are, and now they're barely out of a wild card spot. But I, I don't know if they can. Uh, I don't know if they can make that up. Um, I'd like to see the Giants make it though. I I like the Giants, and you know it's good when they're in the playoffs. It's good for baseball. But any of these teams, you got the Phillies, Cubs, and Giants. I'd love to see any of them. But then you have the Reds, who are 
you know, one of the oldest teams in the league. So if they could make it back to the playoffs, I'd love to see that as well. So I'll, I'll be happy with the way this shakes out uh, any way it does. But uh, I, I think that it's uh, it's going to be a close one and it's probably going to come down to the wire. Yeah, I I, I agree with you on that. I can. Um, yeah, that that's exciting. I, I really think the National League wild card is probably the best race that's going to be out there that's left. Maybe the American League West. Uh, outside of that, I mean, uh, I, you know, we'll see. Uh, speaking of the National League West, the Braves are heading out West for a four-game series with the Dodgers this weekend. They just swept the Rockies in Colorado. Now they head out to Los Angeles. This is a huge series because you have the two best teams in the National League, the two teams atop their divisions. Uh, it's going to be a really exciting series. And you have the, the four national league mvp front runners in acuna olsen Betts, and freeman uh and i think i think it's just going to be a really fun series and the fact that it's four games is even better thursday through sunday it's going to be a fun series i don't know why it's not sunday night baseball on sunday but uh, it's going to be a good series the braves i think they've got to you know they've got to win three out of four here um you know they're they're the best team in baseball right now but still going into a series this big you gotta you gotta win it so it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be exciting seeing those four players go up against each other. Uh, right now, I don't know who the National League MVP is. It's a really close race. And, you know, at times we've talked about it being between Acuna and Freeman. Past week or two, it's been pretty much between Acuna and Betts. Uh, it, it's just going to be a, a fun MVP race as it comes down to the end of it. And it's going to be a fun series this weekend to see how those four players show up. Yeah, I agree with you. I uh, I I still think Ronald Cunha Jr. gets it, but it, it's definitely it's it's broken open a lot more. As of right now, when we record this on Thursday evening, the the game hasn't started yet because they're in Los Angeles. They play at ten o'clock. Uh, but as of right now, he has twenty nine home runs and sixty one stolen bases. So he's one home run away from being the first ever player with thirty home runs and 60 stolen bases in a season. So he could end up doing that tonight by the time we put this podcast out. But as of right now, 29 home runs, 61 stolen bases. Uh, so yeah, he's having a historic season. He's doing things that no one has ever done before. But Mookie Betts has been having a really good year, which you like to see. He's a he's a fun player. He's really exciting and electric. He brings a lot of energy to the game. He can play anywhere on the field, and he hits the ball so well. Uh, he set a career high in home runs this year with 36. So he's having a really good year, which is fun to watch um, just as a baseball fan. Yeah, it's it's kind of incredible. I mean, you know, he's playing so well. Sean McDonough is bashing the Red Sox and our Red Sox, you know, well, <laughs> which it was, it's a bad trade. Like the Red Sox, that's, yeah. it's crazy to think the Red Sox, like maybe their worst trade is Mookie Betts and and the fact that they also traded Babe Ruth, like think about that. Um, yeah, I I love what Mookie's doing. It, it feels like there's two teams in the National League and everyone else. I know Philadelphia is getting hot, but it's still to me. I don't see a team outside of each other beating the Braves or the Dodgers four times. Or three out of five times. Yeah. You never know. I mean, this this playoff format where the the top seeds get about a week off. It's um, 
that I that's what I blamed it on last year because the Braves had a week off. Meanwhile, the Phillies had to keep playing, keep playing, and they were staying hot and they had all the momentum and they came into Atlanta and yeah, that's what I blamed it on. So we'll see how it here when the the top seeds get a week off in between series. Um, but yeah, that's what we've got coming up this weekend: the Braves and the Dodgers four game series. I think it's going to be a really exciting one. One more thing before we get to the Immaculate Grid today. Trey Turner was both of our MVP pick for the uh, for this season, going into the season. He was our preseason MVP pick, and he hadn't had that great of a season uh, until recently. This tweet from MLB Network on Wednesday. Trey Turner's first 107 games this season, he was batting 235 with only 10 home runs and a 657 OPS. In the past 23 games since he got a standing ovation at home, he's been batting 359 with eight home runs and a 1.122 OPS. He has turned it around over the past couple of weeks, and it has been amazing to see if you're a Phillies fan. Uh, and really, if you're, uh, again, a baseball fan, because Trey Turner is a fun player to watch. He's really good, and it, you know, he, it sucked that he was playing so bad. And the Phillies fans came together. They gave him a standing ovation, which was awesome. You know, he 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 didn't do anything uh, specifically for this standing ovation. They just came together to support him and show him that they still like him and they're trying to encourage him. And since that moment, he's turned it around so much. That's been really cool to see. Yeah, definitely. He's been he's been balling. Uh, he's been finally playing the level we expect, which. That's what makes Philadelphia dangerous because yeah. Bryce is going to be Bryce, who just hit his 300th homer. And if they have two guys who can hit an elite level, plus a guy like JT, Nick Castellanos can get going, you know, Schwarber, their lineup's really good. Yeah. I, I, I just worry about the, you know, I, I worry more about the bullpen than the starters. But, if, you know, as they proved last year, the bullpen can kind of piece it together, they can make a run. Yeah, they they have a really uh, a really solid lineup, and they are getting really hot right now. Which it is scary as a fan of a National League team. Um, yes, sir. Kyle Schwarber, sometime not today, but we need to do like a deep dive on his season that he's having this year because I'm pretty sure his WAR right now is in the negatives. But he's got 37 home runs this year. He's only batting 188. That's like the most Kyle Schwarber thing, though. Like, <laughs> it's insane the season that he's having. It's it's wild. All right, should we should we? All right. So, as I pull it up, the columns are the Braves, the Mets, and the Cubs, and the column or and the rows are the Twins, Pirates, and Rays. Oh, all teams this time. No stats or awards or nope. anything. Okay. Didn't... Jose Reyes, didn't he play for the Pirates at one point? Didn't he? Um, I don't think so. All right, give me a little. No, who am I thinking of? That definitely played for the Pirates and the Mets. Did Jason Bay ever play for the Mets? I don't know, but Charlie Morton definitely played for the Pirates and the Braves. So we can do that one. Okay. And we could have done Charlie Morton for Tampa, Atlanta too. Yeah. You could do uh, uh, BJ Upton for Braves race. There we go. All right, here we go. Um, 
And then for uh, Braves, wait, what were you going to say? I was going to say, no, Sonny Gray never pitched for Atlanta. Go ahead. Uh, did he not? I feel it. Why do oh. I feel like he did? I was going to say Urban Santana. That works too. For Twins, Braves? Yeah. And then for uh for Mets twins you could do Johan Santana. Yeah. Woo. All right. Cubs twins. Should we keep with the Mets? Mets Pirates, Mets Mets uh Brace. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough one though. I don't know. Mets Brace. Oh, no, Pedro never pitched for the Rays. Did um Jose Batista? Um uh, oh shoot. He might have played for the he might have been Pirates Mets. Well, yeah, so we could do Pirates Mets or we could do Rays Mets. So which one do you feel more confident in getting a second one? Because <laughs> he also played for he also played for the for the race. Oh, okay. Um, I would do him for raised Mets because I don't, I don't, I can't think of anyone else for that. Did AJ Burnett play for the Cubs or the Mets? Uh, I don't know, but Jason Bay definitely played for the Mets and the Pirates. Oh, didn't? Ah, oh, well, it's too late now. Danny Boulderback obviously played for both, right? Did he play? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. All right, Cubs, All right. Twins. Cubs, Twins. Did Alfonso Soriano play for the Twins at any point? No, I don't think so. I feel like there's I feel like there's someone obvious that was Cubs, Pirates that I just can't think of right now. Yeah. Derek Lee. Derek Lee. That's who. For Cubs, Pirates? Cubs, yeah, Cubs, Pirates. It's the Derek with two R's. E.K.? Well, there it is. All right, yeah. cool. Because there's a Derek Lee that's not spelled that way. Yeah. Cubs. Right. Tw- Cubs. All right, so we have Cubs, Rays, and then Cubs, Twins. Oh, Dallas Keuchel. For who? Uh, Cubs. Cubs, Twins. Did he pitch for the Cubs? I thought he did. He pitched for the White oh. Sox for a little bit. Ah, oh, that's it. On Chicago. Good save. Yeah, I don't know like any twins did, or great Rays players. That makes did Gallo sense. play for the did Gallo play for the Cubs at any point? No, I think he went Rangers, Yankees, Dodgers, Twins. Dodgers, yeah. Did did uh Drew Smiley pitch for the uh the twins? That's possible. Feels like yes. No. But he has pitched for the Rays as I look at it. So we'll take that dub. All right. All right. Cool. We actually might get a low score on this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's check the obvious. Let's go. Let's go. Rich Hill. Who's who's like the he has pitched. Yes, that works. Rich Hill works. There, okay. When in doubt, just get of course. Just pick Rich Hill. Holy crap! Rarity score ninety-seven. Nice. That's a that's good one. Good. That's a 
That's a low score. Um, Latroy Hawkins uh, was the – oh, Zobris. We could have done Cubs race. Uh, yeah. Man, I don't know how we didn't think of that. Bobby, Oh, Bobby Bonilla for Pirates-Mets. Yeah. Eddie Rosario, uh, Sid Bell, Beam. Sid Bream. Bream. Yeah. And then we obviously got more. So the only only two that like everyone got was Johan and Charlie Morton. Yeah. So. But we did. We put Morton. Wait. We put we him put in Morton, the uh, in the other. We square, put him though. in. But yeah, you're right. We didn't. Yeah. So the only one that we got as the uh, the most common one was Johan Santana. That was a pretty good round. Yeah, I think I we should be proud of us. Give yeah. us a pat on the back. You we know should. how you can do it? Follow us on Twitter at Foul Ball Area, at Matkins News, at Trelaw VT. Thank you so much. Leave us that five-star review. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.